This is Fashionability, your guide to accessible style. Finally, style within reach of everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fashionability channel. My name is Laura, and today I have a special guest. I'm anxious to introduce her to you, although many of you may have already made her acquaintance. Her name is Lulu Harchin. Lulu, among other things, is a radio personality, a blogger, a YouTuber, is a fascinating person. She is a woman of many talents and interests, and one of her specialties is going to be an ongoing feature on the Fashionability Channel. Welcome, Lulu. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I want to tell everyone that one of the new shows upcoming on the Fashionability Channel is called The Fragrance Files. The show is going to be about what you might imagine, all things pertaining to perfume, how it's made, how it's bottled, the compounds and chemistry. And fragrance is a special passion for Lulu, so she has graciously agreed to create a program on the subject, which she has cleverly named The Fragrance Files. And when I was trying to come up with a name for the program, I just wasn't able to come up with anything that didn't sound completely cheesy. So I asked Lulu if she could come up with something, and she chose The Fragrance Files. So, Lulu, would you tell everyone how you named the program? I was also trying to come up with names, and I was also coming up with names that were completely cheesy. (laughs) And then I thought of, I wanted the fragrance something, and I was trying to come up with something, and then I thought files. A file is a little bottle, P-H-I-A-L kind of file. And, of course, we spelled files in fragrance files the, the way you would spell a file like a file of documents that you would have in your office or a file as in a file of programs. Um, But you can make it have a double meaning. So you can have fragrance files as in a row of little crystal files on your dressing table, or a file of documents, a file of programs about fragrance. So it's a kind of clever little play on words. And I was really pleased with that. So I emailed Laura and I said, about this uh, name for a program, what do you think of the fragrance files? Is it all right or is it a bit too much? (laughs) And uh, you liked it, didn't you, Laura? Of course, I said to Lulu, that's it. It's perfect. The fragrance files it is. So, Lulu, would you tell our audience more about you, your various projects and passions, and give our audience a bit of background on you? Okay. First of all, I'm what somebody once called pleasantly eccentric. I like to be a little bit different. I have dark hair which is streaked with hot pink. I like to wear nice jewellery which is why I absolutely love Laura's because it tinkles and sparkles. I just like to do something that other people don't do. I have a bright pink wheelchair. Other people might have a nice dark wheelchair that doesn't draw attention. If I've got to have a wheelchair, mine has to be hot pink. (laughs) So um, if I've got to have the annoyance of having to go around on wheels, mine have got to be something a bit different. So that's 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 a very big expression of of me. Um, so that's one the, the, a very fundamental thing about me. So yeah, a little bit different is what you could say about me. Totally outrageous is how somebody else has described me, but I wouldn't go that far. 
I help my husband to run a business which develops assistive technology software, which helps blind people and also people with learning difficulties uh, use voice recognition technology and also uh, help if they've never used a computer or a screen reader before. That's one thing that I do. I also uh, manage a a community project radio station, an internet radio station. That's something I love to do. I don't do much in the way of broadcasting now because um, I find it a strain. My voice isn't particularly good these days, I don't think. Um, And I find broadcasting on a regular basis with various health issues I have a strain. So what I do is I go through new music, I select music that needs to be played on the station. That is something I'm good at. I coordinate the website, I put out promotions, I see to the marketing. That's something I love and that I love to do. I have a passion for lifelike baby dolls, also uh, lifelike baby monkeys. Uh, I collect those and I have a passion for them. I collect jewelry. I love fresh flowers. I like to write when I can. I love to read. I also adore beauty, jewelry, perfume, makeup, body products, nail varnish, all that kind of thing. I'm really, really into, even if it's a horrible day and I can't do more than live in a robe, I want to look as gorgeous as I can in that robe. And I think that's really important. So, as I said, She's beautiful, talented, and interesting. A perfect addition to the Fashionability Channel. Needless to say, I'm very excited to have you with us, and one of your interests in particular is fragrance. Could you share with our audience a little bit about how you came by your passion for fragrance? When I was a little girl, my father worked for quite an important company which sold bathroom cabinets of all things plastic bathroom cabinets but he was quite a high up salesman in this company and it involved going out to a lot of functions and also doing a lot of entertaining and in those days in the late 60s early 70s a lot of that entertaining would be black tie and a long dress so I would watch my mother get ready to go out in the evenings or I rather as I'm totally blind I would sit in her bedroom doorway and I would hear her get ready I would hear the rustle of her petticoats as she would put on her long gown it was lilac and black it was absolutely drop dead glamorous I would hear the clink and the clatter of her makeup boxes and tubes I would hear the slithery chink as she put on her pearls and the sort of slight clink as she put on her gold bracelets and then slight tinkle as she put on her long dangly earrings and then last of all there would be this sound as she unscrewed the cap of her one bottle of Chanel number no. five. Very expensive at that time. Very, very, very expensive French perfume, which she'd actually brought back from France. And it wasn't one of these spray bottles that you picked up in the drugstore or in the chemist's shop. She'd actually brought it back from France and it was in a dab-dab bottle, one that you put your finger up on top of and poured a little bit out of and dabbed on yourself, not a spray bottle. So she'd uncapped this bottle and she put some on her and the waft of that luxurious fragrance would come 
wafting towards me. I was never allowed to touch that bottle on pain of torture. But sometimes when I was a little girl and I was very good, she would let me touch the bottle or hold it if I was if she was supervising me. And now and again, she would let me sniff it or have one teeny drop on me. And so from that time onwards, fragrance was always the epitome of femininity, of glamour, of luxury, of feeling special. Uh, and so was jewellery come to that, but most of all fragrance. So I would always equate it with that special, mysterious, Cinderella shall go to the ball kind of feeling. And I've always loved it from that time on. It's amazing, isn't it? How those early childhood impressions can be so indelible as to shape our interests or desires for the rest of our lives. Very much so. I've heard lots of times that one whiff of a perfume can take us right back there. With fragrance more than with most things, it's very, very evocative. Uh, one smell of a certain perfume can remind us of a lost love, of a happy holiday, of uh, our first kiss, of that certain perfect dinner party, that romantic evening, of a broken heart. It's the most evocative thing in the world, fragrances, and that's why I find the subject so fascinating. Just for the benefit of our audience, Lulu has already recorded her first episode of The Fragrance Files, and I have to tell you, I thought I knew a little something about fragrance. I learned a lot from listening to your episode. I learned some new vocabulary. I learned some new properties about perfume that I didn't know before. And this is so exciting because I think our listeners are really going to get a great deal more out of the show than you might realize at first. And one of the things you point out, Lulu, is that fragrance is really for everyone. It's for anyone of any age, gender, any ability, any socioeconomic group, all walks of life, everyone can enjoy fragrance. Fragrance is absolutely for everyone, uh, whatever they're wearing, whatever their financial status. I remember once I was so broke, I hardly had the money for food. And I remember counting the money in my purse and spending my last three pounds on a tiny, tiny, tiny bottle of some cheap fragrance. I think it was called Lemon Eternel. Basically, uh, eternal loving, that means. But I just had to have it. I had nothing else much at all of any beauty products. No, no skin cream, no nothing, no makeup, no nothing. I couldn't afford it. But I just had to have that little tiny piece of femininity. And these days, perfume is very available to us at our local supermarket, at our local mall, at our local drugstore, whatever, wherever we are, we can get it. It's very, very reachable to us. And it's, we, it puts us all on an equal footing. Everyone, whoever they are, wherever they are, can reach out to some kind of fragrance. And with that one little spritz, they can feel special. I love fragrance. I love the way that it makes me feel. And I know that going forward, you're going to be talking about many aspects of fragrance, including the ingredients, the chemistry involved, how it's made, how it's bottled. 
So I think our audience is really going to enjoy the show. And one of the other reasons I'm so happy to have you on board with the Fashionability Channel is because going forward for the next year or so, we're planning to have a number of discussions on the topic of self-esteem. You and I have talked privately about beauty and self-esteem Could you share with our audience your own feelings about what it's like to be a woman who has a disability and how you feel about beauty, fashion, style, how these things affect you personally and why you feel it's important? Beauty is central to my self-esteem these days. I have as you've said, multiple health issues. I have to live a lot of my time in a robe and slippers and light clothes. I have to spend a lot of my time feeling unwell, unfortunately. And if I didn't have my beauty routine, as little as it is, if I couldn't do the little things that make me feel like a woman, I would feel that my life is slipping totally out of my control and that I would feel very worthless. I remember when I first started to get sick, I was going into my hairdressers to get my hair trimmed. I have short, feathery hair cut in a pixie style and it needs to be trimmed fairly regularly and I went into my hairdressers and I said to my hairdresser I said Dan I'm so bored with my brown hair what can I you know what can I do to I want to do something with it and he suggested some blonde low lights or some caramel low lights and I said that's boring everyone has that and I you know figuratively speaking I looked at him and I said look Dan I want pink And he looked at me and he said, babe, he always calls me babe. He says, babe, if you have pink, you'll be in here every two weeks. I said, "Okay, Dan, if I have to be in here every two weeks, I have to be in here every two weeks. But I want pink because I've got to have that much control over the way I look that I don't feel as if I'm letting myself fall into this pit of I'm so ill, I can't control it. I have to have my hair nice. I have to have my nails nice. I have to put, even if I'm, this is sounding as if I'm whining, but I'm I'm truly not. I'm trying to explain this to you. Even if my bones are so bad, I can hardly move my hands. I have to put my perfume on. I have to put my skin cream on. I have to moisturize my skin. If I can't do makeup that day, Sometimes I just put a little bit of lip gloss on, but I have to do something so that when I come into the room in the mornings to have my breakfast, my husband will say, you smell nice, sweetheart, or you look pretty, sweetheart. And even if he doesn't, if he's really busy with his head down over his computer, I will know that I'm feminine, that I look pretty, that I've done my best to look the best I can. That is really important to me, even if nobody notices. It makes me angry that sometimes people don't think it's important to look the best they can. Because to me, even though I find it hard, really hard some days, to my self-esteem, it's always incredibly important for my own self-respect that I look the best I can, always. That's really powerful. 
Could you respond then to the people who would say something like, What difference does it make? I'm blind. I can't see my own reflection in the mirror. My husband is blind. He doesn't care what I look like. Why should I be bothered to wear makeup or make any effort to put myself together in what the world considers to be a fashionable or stylish way? What would you say to those people who would say it just doesn't matter? This is a very hard one for me to answer because it makes me see red. If you don't have any respect for yourself, then you can't expect anyone else to have any respect for you. It's that simple. I am never going to have anybody looking at me and thinking, oh, that poor woman, what does she look like? Like it or not, we live in a sighted world and what we look like matters. You cannot care all you like, but what you look like matters, and it always will. Now, you can bury your head in the sand, or you can deal with it, but what you choose to do about it will make all the difference to the way that people deal with you every day. And for me, Nobody is ever going to look at me and think, what does she look like? I'll tell you a story. I was sitting in my wheelchair in a superstore once before I had to stop going to superstores and I was feeling like rubbish. I hadn't been able to do anything much except just throw on my coat and put some lipstick on and brush my hair and I was feeling like rubbish. I was wearing tiny gold earrings um, and a little gold bracelet and a, a gold ring and, and I was wearing a black trousers and a white shirt that's all and a little black coat and somebody came up to me I was just sitting waiting for one of the assistants to find something and she said to me excuse me can I ask you something are you blind and I said yes I'm blind and she said I just wanted to tell you I wish I looked like you and I just absolutely jaw slapped and I said Oh, what a lovely thing to say. And she said, I, I look in the glass every morning and I can't look like you. And that was the most amazing thing to hear. It's the most amazing thing to hear when you try your best and when someone gives you that kind of accolade. Conversely, I've heard people say to people that I was with, you look an absolute mess, woman. What do you think you're playing at going out in the street dressed like a tramp? No one's ever going to say that to me, Laura. One of the observations that I've made on my side of the equation, which is often from the perspective of a business person, is that I often hear people who are blind in particular express a certain amount of discomfort with the idea that they should put some effort into their appearance or that it should matter at all. I've heard people say, well, I'm blind and therefore people should accept me as I am, which of course is the goal. That's what we all want. We all want to be accepted as we are. Yet, 
they express a certain amount of frustration that they're unable to find a job or they're not as successful as they would hope to be in some other aspect of their life like an interpersonal relationship or whatever it may be. So it's frustrating to me because sometimes I feel as though the attitude is one of us versus them. And it's not an issue of the blind community against the sighted world because Beauty and fashion and style is a multi-billion dollar industry. There are innumerable books and YouTube videos and articles written on the subject. The fashion industry is a global concern. And it matters to sighted people what sighted people think of their appearance. And while I'm not advocating superficiality here, it does matter. It's not about dressing a certain way so as to make other people happy. It's how the world works. You are so right. You are so, so right. You really are. It, you know, everybody's got to make the best of themselves they can. And it doesn't matter whether we're disabled, undisabled, who we are. If we want to get the best out of our lives, then we've got to make the best of ourselves we can. Well, I can tell that your voice is giving out, and I have to tell our listeners that Lulu is quite a trooper because she's on the tail end of a few days of ill health. So thank you so much, Lulu, for spending this time with me. Before I let you go, though, I really want our audience to have all of your contact points because even though they can write to you here at the Fashionability Channel, you can write Lulu's name in the subject line or you can write the fragrance files in the subject line of an email and just send it to fashionabilitychannel at gmail.com. You can also find all of our contact details on our Fashionability Channel homepage, which is just fashionabilitychannel.com. But Lulu, do tell everyone all of the ways in which they can follow your work. My YouTube channel, which is all about my, my reborns, is just one word. It's Mega Lulu Bear, M-E-G-A-L-U-L-U-B-E-A-R. I wish I'd thought of a better name for my channel, but I didn't know anything about YouTube when I started to put it together. And uh, if I change it now, I'll lose all my subscribers. So that's what it has to stay. It's just Mega Lulu Bear. Um, so that's what that is. Um, if you want to check out lots of different audio about lots of different subjects, you can go to a website which is www.hartgen-home.org. Lots of things, all kinds of audio about all kinds of things there. Some of the writing that I've done on various things to do with one of my little characters that I write about is at www.hartgen.org. Bert's place without the apostrophe dot co dot uk and for business things also including my sounds natural project which is nature sound ambiences it is www dot hartgen again h a r t g e n dot org lastly <laughs> uh, if you're interested in the radio station I manage, head on over to www.team, as in football team, dash fm.com. Thanks so much to my special guest, 
Lulu Harchin, soon to be host of our newest fashionability channel topic category, The Fragrance Files, and I hope you enjoyed the program as much as I know I will. As always, thanks everyone for listening and sparkle on.